0: Everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, we're recording a little bit later than usual. Uh, so sorry if our vibes are weird. It's gonna be
1: some weird energy.
0: It's gonna be some weird energy. I'm full of uh chicken and rice, so maybe that'll work in our favor or maybe it won't. We'll Who's find out. Say? We will find out. Uh, This week on Caves and Japes, uh, we have, uh, as is our want frequently, except for sometimes when we forget or, uh, we don't care, but there is a, uh, superhero movie coming out very soon about a character that we have not discussed yet, uh, So, I think we should all, uh, take some time and learn about, uh, Shang-Chi.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Our, our, our friend, friend, friend of the show, Shang-Chi. Um, there's kind of, definitely some wild stuff here. Some?
1: I mean, there's always gonna be some wild stuff, isn't there? Always a hundred percent,
0: uh, in comics. Um, so the, the, the thing about, uh, Shang-Chi is that, okay, so, <laughs> uh, we've mentioned before, uh, not in this context. I think it was when we were talking about Rachel Gould, we talked a little bit about, uh, Fu Manchu, uh, which is, Yep. A character. Yeah, we did. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I feel like a character that a lot of people are probably familiar with. And I think probably like the majority of people have like, heard the name and have a vague idea. You at
1: least Um, know what the mustache looks like.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what the mustache named after him looks like. Um, have like a vague sense, Of, like, what sort of character this is, but not necessarily, like, the whole deal. Um, but Fu Manchu was a character created by, uh, the novelist Sax Romer, uh, from the Mountain Goat song.
1: (laughs) Every single time.
0: Yeah, every,
1: it's never, uh,
0: never gonna, never gonna stop. Um... Sort of like a, uh, kind of like a, wrote a lot of pulp detective spy sort of novels, uh, extremely prolifically. And the first, uh, novel featuring Fu Manchu came out in like the 1910s. So he's been around for a very, very long time. And Fu Manchu was a, Villain, uh, he was like an evil mastermind, crime boss, scientist. He, like, you know, created deadly poisons and, like, all of this, you know, evil pulp villain stuff. Uh, and he was Chinese, uh, and relied very heavily on some very negative Chinese stereotypes.
1: Hmm. Hmm. How hmm. unexpected.
0: Yes. Who Who could have anticipated such a thing? Um, which is, like, like, one thing for, like, 1913. Like, it's already bad. Uh, but then the character, like, continued to be extremely, like, well-known and iconic, uh, and got, like, a bunch of, uh, more books were written that featured him as the villain, like, there were a bunch of movie adaptations, there was, like, a string of, like, four or five movies in, like, the 60s, um, where he was played by Christopher Lee, (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. So, that's, um...
1: <laughs> a lot. I well, um, My dogs are even mad about that.
0: I mean, you know, and, uh... And they should be. Um, so, as early as, like the, like, the 1940s... I mean, probably earlier than that. But, like, in the 1940s, um the U.S. State Department asked for, like, Hollywood to stop making Fu Manchu movies because they didn't want to make China angry because they were allies. Um, which is not not a good reason to not do racism, but it pretty clearly shows, like,
1: hey! Hey, People we, might get upset about this. Your government- are asking you to stop making racist movies. Not because they're racist, but because we want to be on China's good side, actually. Yeah. And then, you know,
0: they still kept making movies. There were still, you know, protests in, like, the 60s and 70s. Um. (laughs) Widely regarded as a bad move. And there's some you know, some pushback even from, you know, Asian, like, creators and people who are like, well, it's not great, but, like, it isn't, you know, a very iconic character (laughs) who, like... It
1: was giving us jobs, actually, which, you know... It was
0: giving us jobs, and, like, in a way, he's sort of cool, um, but for... For the most part, pretty across the board, like, this is, uh, a pretty striking example of, like, yellow peril-flavored racism that set the stage for a lot of very similar Orientalism in the form of, like, Chinese and, like, other, like, East Asian villains, uh, including, like, in comic books like Rachel Ghoul and the Mandarin, yeah. Um. So, all that being said, um, Marvel acquired the rights, the comic book rights, to this character of Fu Manchu, uh, and we're like, this is like the early '70s, um. Kung Fu movies are extremely popular in America. Uh, like, this is the same time period. Shang-Chi actually came, I think, slightly before Iron Fist, but it was the same kind of, like, Kung Fu movie enthusiasm that led to them creating Iron Fist as a character, the way that, you know, the kind of uh, popularity of exploitation movies led to the creation of Luke Cage, uh, but they're trying to, they're trying to cash in on this, like, kung fu movie craze. They're like, comic books are a great place for this. They wanted to, uh, adapt the, uh, TV series kung fu as a comic, but they couldn't get the rights to it. So they got the rights to this extremely famous fictional villain, Fu Manchu. And we're like, okay, what if we made up his son?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I was just on the Wikipedia trying to figure out if Shang-Chi was, like, if, if it's just, like, a this-is-your-whole-name situation. And I did, ha- like, my brain shut down for several seconds when I saw... Son of Fu Manchu. Like, of course. Why didn't I see this coming?
0: <laughs> it's a wild fact, is the thing. Like, it's, it's buck wild to introduce this existing character who is extremely popular and has, like, a lot of history. And just say that, like, he exists in your comic books now. And we gave him a kid.
1: I mean, sure. Like, if you want to do a comic book about Dracula's son, like, why not? (laughs) That's that's Like, let's do that with all, like, Sherlock Holmes had a kid. This is, this is the comic now.
0: (laughs) The funniest part is, that was like, that was the first example that came to mind. I was like... It's it's like if they, like, just, like, put Sherlock Holmes in it, and then I was like, Sherlock Holmes has definitely been in comics at some point, and also there is a character who's in, like, one of, like, Shang-Chi's, like, supporting characters, who they wanted to be Sherlock Holmes' grandson, but they couldn't.
1: Incredible.
0: (laughs) Herlock Sholmes, Herlock Sholmes,
1: everybody. Um, but, like... It's, I guess,
0: one of the the things that makes it feel weird for me is, like, like Fu Manchu feels, like, recent enough. It's, like, Dracula just feels, like, older. It just feels like Dracula's existed forever. Fu Manchu is, like, a guy made this guy up. Even
1: though a guy did make Dracula up. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, does Bram Stoker just not exist? No, it's just, like, in
0: my brain, it just feels weirder. And also, I think part of the reason that it's weird is, like, and I think this is me thinking more as, like, a present-day comics reader than as, you know, the way comics were in the 70s. But I was like, you already have the Mandarin, who's basically just Fu Manchu. (laughs) like. You could have just had this character
1: be the son of the Mandarin. (laughs) No. No, we're gonna- we're gonna- we're gonna capitalize off of the Fu Manchu brand.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. So now this guy just exists in Marvel, doing all of his many, many evil crimes, and everyone just has to accept that he's been doing crimes this whole time. And no other superheroes have <laughs> done anything to stop him. And in all of the previous Fu Manchu novels, there was a little footnote where he's like, Boy, I'm sure glad Captain America doesn't know I'm doing these crimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, they create Shang-Chi, who at least, again, these are characters obviously created by white writers. Shang-Chi, it, it should be Qi with a Q, but mm. Shang-Chi would at least be an actual Chinese name. Fu Manchu no, is not.
1: <laughs> so, y- here you go, here's a not as bad as you could have been sticker, uh, that's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> it's very small. Uh, you do need a microscope but, to see it, actually. But, you know, it's there. Yeah. it It is
0: there. I could, you know, maybe I'll give you a bigger one if you try a little bit harder. Uh, but Fu Manchu is there and he shows up in the comics and, like, does stuff. But most of the story is focused on Shang-Chi. And then they also have, I think... Some characters who are, like, from the novels, who were, like, detectives and, like, agents and stuff who were, you know, trying to foil Fu Manchu's evil schemes. Um, and then I think they also create some new ones. Uh, Clive Reston, I think, is the one, um that they, uh, that they create for this, who's, like, an MI6 agent, who I think, I think was the one, oh, okay, no, he was, his father was supposed to be James Bond, and Sherlock Holmes was supposed to be his great uncle.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: which is, wild continuity to introduce, and that got Ixnade for copyright reasons and also because it's very silly. Um but he uh was largely the character himself was largely based on like Bruce Lee's kind of uh teammate like uh partner from Enter the Dragon, uh Because a lot of, obviously, a lot of, like, Shang-Chi's whole vibe was based on Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee movies. Um, but they, uh, so they have all of these existing Sax Rover characters, and then Shang-Chi, along with a couple of new ones. And they're just like, alright, time to write some kung fu comics. (laughs) Um this is what we're doing now. This is this is what we're doing. Um his first appearance uh was in an anthology book uh called Special Marvel Edition uh in 1973 which uh shortly thereafter because of the popularity of the genre like he it became his book, basically, and it was called The Hands of Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, which is a very unwieldy title, uh, and it, uh, it did, it did really well. So the, for the story of Shang-Chi, uh, is that, um, he was born in China. His father, obviously, is Fu Manchu, the, the famous criminal, Uh, his mother was, uh, white and was apparently, like, chosen by Fu Manchu to give him, like, genetically superior offspring or whatever.
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I don't- I was at first like, oh, cool, mixed race character, and then I was like, oh, hmm. I don't think- the intended implication was, like, genetically superior because she is white. But boy, oh boy, y'all, you really gotta, you really gotta use your brains. Um. It's comics, they don't. (laughs) Comics, it's comics. Uh, and he is trained from a very young age, basically birth. In, uh, martial arts, various forms of, like, traditional, uh, Chinese weaponry, um, along with, you know, other, like, various East Asian martial arts, um, and the use of qi, uh, which is, as most people know, a traditional Chinese concept of, you know, kind of energy cultivation uh that comics definitely doesn't understand no (laughs) at all (laughs) weirdly enough I mean comics are not there's a, a lot of other various western arts and disciplines that uh claim to understand this and do not at all um but he doesn't uh he doesn't have any actual superpowers um he is an extremely 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 skilled fighter to the point where he can beat a lot of superpowered people in like hand to hand combat just by being so great at kicks and punches and flips and you know all of like the kind of like uh wuxia sort of like oh he can like he's so fast he can catch bullets out of the air Um, yeah, uh, and he, uh, is able to, like, sometimes use his chi cultivation in ways that, uh, comics writers decide that he can, um, but, uh, a lot, a lot of the time it's just sort of, uh, you know, like. Resisting like psionic effects or you know being able to like sense when other people are there uh it's usually not anything too over the top uh but he's trained by his uh father from a very young age. he does not know uh that Fu Manchu is a criminal. <laughs>
1: Okay, for a second, I thought you were going to be like, he doesn't know that Fu Manchu is his dad. It's like, what does he think his dad's name is? It's not not like it's a clever pseudonym.
0: No, no. (laughs) No, he doesn't know that his dad
1: is extremely evil. One day, he's just listening to the radio, and it's like, notorious villain Fu Manchu on the loose again after pulling off another crime. And he's like, wow, (sighs) weird, that guy has the same name as my dad.
0: (laughs) Boy, I hope they catch him. That'd be, it'd be really bad if somebody thought my dad did all these crimes. (laughs) But he, uh, he, so Fu Manchu sends Shang-Chi to go and uh kill James Petrie who is one of the characters from the uh from the novels who was you know one of Fu Manchu's arch enemies um and when he does uh he is stopped by uh Dennis Nayland Smith who's the other like character working, working against Fu Manchu, who's like, hey, you know, your dad's like really evil. So she's like, what?
1: You know what, that actually does explain a lot of things about my childhood.
0: Yeah, when I, when I really piece that all together, uh, turns out, um, yeah, yeah, no, that tracks. Uh, they're actually, they're able to take him to his mother uh, who's like, no, that guy was definitely, uh, evil. He, he, he was a criminal. And Chi's so like, damn. Okay. <laughs> um. I guess I trust my mom. Yeah. So he, uh, turns against his father and decides to, uh, dedicate himself to preventing his various evil plots and plans and schemes. Um. He has a, um, at least a couple other, uh, either, like, half-siblings or adopted siblings. Uh, one of them is a, uh, like, an adopted brother who he was sort of raised with, named Manai, um, who takes on the, uh, supervillain identity of Midnight. Okay. Yeah, and, um, ends up fighting, uh, Shang-Chi on a couple of occasions because he's still in favor of their evil dad.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes your kid turns into a hero, sometimes your kid turns into a villain. You never really know what you're gonna get in comics. It- yeah, it's- it's so hard to tell. Um,
0: there's another one, uh... He's a half-brother named Moving Shadow, who I think was, like, sort of, like, raised after Shang-Chi left.
1: <laughs> so right, I'm gonna Chu do this be like, one better.
0: Oh, yeah, this one, this one won't betray me, for sure. Uh, good, you know, good on you for trying, buddy. Um... But most of his solo adventures, which run for about 10 years, uh, I think, focus on him working against Fu Manchu, along with Petrie and Smith, the characters from the novels, uh, Blackjack Tar, who is a guy with an extremely badass name who was created for the comics as, like, a, uh friend, like, sort of, like, second-in-command to Smith, um, Clive Reston, the one who they wanted to be (laughs) descended from both James Bond and Sherlock Holmes.
1: You win some, you lose some.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Leiko Wu, uh, who is a Chinese woman who's also an MI6 agent, um, who ends up being, uh, Shang-Chi's sort of, like, long-running, on-again, off-again love interest. Um, I think probably, uh, seems to have the most staying power out of all of these, uh, characters. A, A lot of the, the ones from the novels end up being, uh, largely phased out and. Clive Reston, uh, ends so, up, like, he, I think he, like, he, he does, like, he shows up in, like, a Pete Wisdom, like, solo series. Just, like, British guys in suits, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Leiko is a, uh, recurring element in a lot of Shang-Chi comics. Oh, he also has, uh, another half-sister, who is, uh, from the, uh, Fu Manchu novels, um, fa- fa- absolutely- even less of an actual- okay, I'm gonna say this, I know some Chinese, I only know, like, Mandarin, so I don't have a comprehensive knowledge of Chinese, or, like, how, like, romanizations like Pinyin have- changed since uh the 70s and earlier um I do I this there is absolutely no way this is a real <laughs> Chinese name um it, the closest I'm gonna
1: assume, I mean if it's from the novels this is the person who named a man Fu Manchu yeah no the
0: the closest I can get this actual Chinese would be Fa Luo Sui, maybe, or Zwei, um, but that's not, her name is F-A-H space L-O space S-U-E-E.
1: S-U-E-E? Yes, I. that's not, that's not, that's not anything. No, that, I know considerably less Chinese, uh, Mandarin or Cantonese, but that doesn't feel like anything. And <laughs> I highly suspect it isn't, from the man that brought you Fu Manchu.
0: Yes, from from the man who famously uh, gave, uh, gave you Fu Manchu. Later on, spoiler alert, uh, Marvel uh, decides, like, okay, this was silly. This guy wasn't actually Fu Manchu. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and th- they they keep her uh, in the comics and rename her to uh, Zhang Bao Yu, which is real Chinese. Yeah,
1: I'm like that sounds a lot more reasonable.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but she uh, she shows up as she's she's like a recurring antagonist, which is she's like a uh also a criminal in the 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 books so she kind of like d- d- sort of is like working against her father but because she wants to be in charge of the crimes mm. so not in the way that shang chi is working against him uh so they sort of uh they they sort of clash on a few occasions um So, after his, uh, solo series ends, he's sort of not as present for a while. Uh, the, you know, kung fu craze has sort of died down, and whereas, like, Iron Fist and Luke Cage were, like, kind of more able to, like, adapt and develop this sort of identity outside of their like cultural influences as
1: being largely uh um, <laughs> by teaming them up they can be so much more.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay, these stories aren't about black exploitation or uh kung fu movies anymore. They are about two guys being dudes. <laughs> it's just it's just that flyer of like we are two men. We'll do what you want. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what they get Danny and Luke, uh, to do. But they also kind of carve out a space for themselves in the sort of, like, quote-unquote, like, street-level Marvel stuff. Like, the, you know, Defender, like, Daredevil, Heroes for Hire, like, the less big superhero-y stuff.
1: Uh, (laughs) Shang-Chi's over here like, hey, can I have some of that? Can and Marvel's like, <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: part of the thing is that like all of that stuff is like so embedded in who Shang-Chi is, and also he's been doing so much like largely outside of the larger Marvel universe because they had all these characters from a novel that they just got the rights to that like. They didn't want to deal with the logistics, presumably, of, like, other superheroes
1: interacting with. Captain America's Uh, here now. Deal with it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Spider-Man shows up and helps.
0: Yeah. So, he, um, he shows up uh, a couple of times. He has a, um, brief appearance in, uh heroes for hire, Uh, but, like, through, I would say through, like, most of the 80s and 90s, you don't really see a lot of him, uh, and then in the 2000s, he starts to be, like, kind of integrated more. They, uh, use him in, uh, Shadowland, which was a crossover event that focused largely on, like, uh, daredevil and that whole sort of uh squad um <laughs> but it's about uh daredevil
1: becoming the leader of the hand so <laughs> they're like what if- other kung fu people do we have
0: yeah who's gonna fight all these ninjas
1: oh i know <laughs> oh shang this chi's guy. here
0: hello my goodness uh this is also when uh At some point, they lost the rights to Fu Manchu, which maybe is part of the reason that, uh, Shang-Chi also went- went sort of quiet, um, but they,
1: uh... Did they misplace them?
0: Yeah, they were like, oh, shoot, oh, beans, we put down that paper that said, you get Fu Manchu, and we don't know where it is.
1: I guess we can't use his son anymore. Even though we made that guy up. We made that guy up. What can we do? Uh, we can't even just retcon his backstory. It's so tied in now. Yeah. People I think see it's, Shang-Chi and uh, they think Fu Manchu's son. There goes his little boy. There goes there goes his special
0: little guy. I think it's Ed Brubaker, uh, ultimately, who writes the storyline where, uh, he's like, okay, that, that guy was not, Fu Manchu was a pseudonym that that guy is using. He's not, he's not Fu Manchu, this is our OC.
1: (laughs) New OC, do not steal.
0: Yeah, do not steal, uh, is a, uh, he is a Chinese, uh, sorcerer named Zheng Zhu, which also, again, at least, is actually Chinese.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, hey, we're gonna go back and give this man an actual name now, thank you. Yes. He, uh, he picked a shitty pseudonym on purpose.
0: Yes, it's to play into people's Orientalism. Oh, you fools. You fell right you <laughs> fell right into his trap.
1: Aw, uh, jeez. Oh, but...
0: Yeah, this also, uh, reimagines him as a little more mystical, which wasn't really Fu Manchu's, like, scene. Uh, he was just do- just doing straight up, like, normal crimes. Uh, but, uh, Jung is, like, he's, like, an immortal sorcerer. Uh, who can like resurrect himself. So I think they did also just sort of make him Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> like that's
1: just Rachel Ghoul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were like, alright, no. They're like, hold on, those guys, their Fu Manchu sort of spin-off came out way better. Can we just
1: take their idea? <laughs> it's just they <laughs> They just traced Rachel Gool and recolored him and hoped nobody would notice. New <laughs> <The laughs> OC, do not steal.
0: Do not steal. They stole two OCs and mashed them together into one OC. Um, God. Uh, but he, uh, he joins the Avengers during Marvel Now in, like, twenty. 12, I think, um, there have been so many Marvel rebrands in the past, like, 10 years. He, uh, is part of, uh, the New Agents of Atlas, which is the kind of, like, all Asian, uh, superhero team that forms, uh, during Lord, uh, War of the Realms. Um, he, uh, He's just hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, so he's currently, I think, um, as of last year, which I think presumably they started doing, uh, because the movie would be coming out, uh, but they, he has a, uh new solo series written by uh uh Jean-Luan Yang um who's a uh pretty pretty well-known like graphic graphic novelist yeah um and drawn by uh Philip Tan that I think started as a mini series and then uh became just like a full a full-blown solo series where he encounters
1: Yet more evil
0: half siblings.
1: I mean, yes <laughs> to fight. If your dad is an immortal sorcerer, I feel yeah. like you're gonna have a bunch of half siblings. Yeah.
0: Um. So we've gotten through all of this, and some of you, if you're uh listening to this in preparation for the movie coming out, um, might be like. It's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: (laughs) Where are the ten rings? (laughs) Where are the
0: ten rings? So, the interesting thing about that, um, is that the ten rings, uh, in Marvel continuity, uh, actually belong to, uh, the Mandarin. Full circle. That man
1: does like his rings. Yes, the Mandarin has... Literally
0: ten rings that he like... (laughs) One for each finger. One for each finger. And each of the rings has its own, like, power. That it's, like, oh, there's, like, a, uh... One of them can, like, zap, like, lightning. And one of them, like, makes you able to, like, influence people. Um and, you know, one of them, uh, can, like, rearrange matter. Uh, they're very powerful rings. In, um, Secret Wars, plural, uh, there was a, um, it featured a planet. This is a crossover event where part of it featured a planet called Battleworld that was basically made up of a bunch of different worlds mashed together, uh, and one of the sections of this alternate Earth was a, uh, version of, uh, Kunlun, where Iron Fist trained, um, and this, like, alternate universe version of Shang-Chi was a, uh, Practitioner of a specific style of martial arts where the techniques were based on the different powers of the ten rings that the mandarin has. It what, but it's not, the mandarin is not involved. They just made up this, like, type of martial arts and then said, in this version, Shang-Chi's dad made this up and he taught it to Shang-Chi. The Mandarin isn't here. It just happens to share the powers and names of the Mandarin's ten rings.
1: I mean, those rings had to come from somewhere, right? They had- listen, some- someone somewhere
0: had to give those rings their powers.
1: What if Um, the rings are actually named after the ten different types of martial arts? Hey, now! No one man was supposed to have all ten, but here we are. (laughs)
0: Um, so, presumably, again, this isn't, this is, like, an alternate universe Shang-Chi that exists in this one crossover event. But, presumably, they thought that was very cool and fertile ground to base some part of their, uh, their shang chi movie off of they're also uh in kitty kitty pride is one of the people he teaches um this like martial arts technique to but uh Battle world kitty pride goes by kitten uh okay which i am just truly obsessed with alternate universe kitties having different cat themed names
1: (laughs) i'm cat i'm kitty i'm kitten (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like a, just a, a real Matryoshka doll. That
1: one over there of is a mountain Prize. lion. <laughs> that would be cool. She's the barbarian one. Hell yeah.
0: Fuck, I love a barbarian kitty. Go ham. She deserves it.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: But yeah, anyways. So, uh, now if you, uh, watch Shang-Chi. Um, or, you know, your your friends are, are going to see Shang-Chi or whatever. You can be like, did you know, uh, he was actually originally, uh, the son of this, uh, extremely well-known racist fictional villain. And your friends will be like, that's pretty whack. Or maybe some of them will be like, well, I already knew that, but I...
1: <laughs> did you know that the Ten Rings that's a mandarin thing and the mandarin already exists in the mcu as like a fall guy so i don't know what they're doing here the mandarin was made up in iron man 3 iron man 3 the
0: mandarin was made up because the the only reasonable way you could adapt a character named the mandarin is to be like yeah, this guy is using the name The Mandarin specifically to tap into people's fears of orientalism and then a bunch of comic book nerds got super mad cuz they were like, that's not racist enough.
1: <laughs> oh, we want the real Mandarin
0: <laughs> who's racist. Uh, but uh yeah, so t- t- tell your friends these uh these fun facts. Uh And, uh, yes. Did you have, uh, I did, I, I read comics this week. Um, but I, I read half of the Invincible Compendium I got from the library,
1: which is like. Large.
0: Incredibly large. About, about
1: cat sized, you could say.
0: Approximately the size of a cat. Um, and there's, like, 50 or 60 issues collected in this. Um, so, possibly by next episode I will have read all of Invincible, but cannot say for sure. I believe in you. Uh, thank you. Good luck. Um, yes. But that, that was, that was all of my, my comics reading, uh, for this past week was just, plowing through a good chunk of Invincible.
1: Very nice. Yes. I was not planning on reading comics this week because I'm still firmly in my, uh, Dimension 20 watch. Um, mm-hmm. but in the middle of the week, my power was out for like six hours. God. So I was like, well, comics time. Uh, so I did I did finally finish uh, the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom, which was very good. Um, Oh, it's good. It's good. I love to see Kravitz. I love to see the kids. Uh, I did also read all three of the Ridley Pearson and uh, Ile Gonzalez Super Sons graphic novels, the DC Zoom ones. Oh, yes. And, like, they're fine. They're fine. I'm mostly just confused about what they did to Damian Wayne. Yeah, no, I I
0: remember I picked up the first one and I was like, this is cute. I wish Damian was in it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, at least they're like, call me Ian Wayne to like, try to differentiate from, you know, comics books, Damian Wayne. But, like, his... Like, at first I was like, okay, well, you know, they're just retconning his Buck Buckwild backstory, but his mom is still Talia al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like he ended up, uh, with it's like, what if we had Damian Wayne, but instead of being raised by the al Ghuls, he was raised by Bruce Wayne. And I guess it makes him a uh, stuck-up vapid rich boy at one point at one point john asks him if he remembers like learning about leverage in science class and damien's like what no and it's like <clears throat> damien wayne would never
0: <laughs> absolutely no way on God's screen damien would immediately be be like what kind of idiot do you think i am
1: at one but i wouldn't know about leverage at one point they are captured and john's like okay i can see through the wall there's only three guards out there and damien's like cool bust through the wall and we can take them out and john's like no we need a plan and damien's like that is a plan and john's like no we need a better plan and i'm like who are you
0: oh my god who
1: who are you who
0: is this boy
1: ian apparently <laughs> like even not to like get on ridley pearson's case or anything because it is a cute graphic novel it's good i like candace's whole thing i like tilly except for like the fact that she dresses up like a mary like a t- t- puppet <laughs> and it's yeah scary. that's objectively bad <laughs> I mean if I saw a kid dressed like that with like that makeup, I would definitely not remember what their face looked like because I would it would just all be whited out in fear. Um so it's good as far as like uh secret identities go. But like it's fine, but also his dad is still Batman. Like <laughs> Batman
0: would have taught
1: him about leverage Batman would have made sure that like he knew how to plan shit like there's no way he gets to like 12 or 13 or whatever he is in here and like not know how to formulate a well put together plan like even though Bruce is like no you're not getting involved in super heroics go home okay, fine, I can't stop you from getting involved in super heroics, but I am going to put a tracker in your super suit. Um, Oh my god. But also I was so confused because I'm like, okay, like going through the whole thing, I'm like, okay, well, it seems like Batman probably just never had a Robin in this continuity, right? And then like at the end, like, Bruce and Clark are like, wow, our son sure did save the day, huh? And Bruce said something like, yeah, he'd make a good Robin or whatever. And I'm like, sir, that's a thing I just made up. (laughs) I'm like, sir, are you telling me that like one or more Robins exist in this universe and you have never taught your son how to be one?
0: Oh my God. So, so much, so much to
1: unpack. Also, Alfred's not in this, so, like, you know. Well,
0: what's the point?
1: And apparently, it sounds like Damien, like, never knew Alfred, because he tells, like, um, I can't remember what her name is, I'm so sorry, ma'am. He tells, uh, the new, you know, Batman Bruce Wayne assistant, (laughs) like, you're no Alfred, and she's like. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm me. <laughs> Clearly. And he's like, I've heard the stories, and it's like, oh, did you never get to know Alfred? That's that very, is very sad. sad. Alfred's not Everyone here. None Al. of the other Robins are here, except maybe they exist and are also out there doing Robin stuff. Who knows? They never even fix global warming. <laughs> God damn it, you two. (laughs) Although, during, like, the entire series, to get rid of Superman, because they're like, Clark would just show up and, like, ruin all of these shenanigans. We have to get this man off world. So the villains are like, man, we have to get this man off world. Let's send him to Mars to get some special space rocks to super help with the global warming problem. Oh my god. And then they try to kill Superman in space, and it's like, that's not gonna work. And then, like, Superman, like, clear- like, fixes the problem in, like, two seconds, and it's like, yeah. What did you expect? Oh no, one of the drones drifted off course and is going straight towards the rocket that Superman is on. Uh-oh. Oh, he diverted it. Well, back to evil, I guess. I'm sorry if you hear cat sounds. Raiden's in here now.
0: <laughs> hello, hello, Raiden. We, we we should wrap up so Raiden yes. can be free to make cat I just, sounds. I just um, got
1: so like <laughs> super sun so heated. Cute, cute graphic novel. It's a cute little graphic novel series. It is very confusing if you know things about Damian Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly. Um anyways, thank you for joining us. You can keep up with us. On the web. Um we have Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Facebook. You can find all those at Capes and Japes. Um we have an email address, capesandjapes at gmail dot com. Uh we have a uh Discord server, uh, where you can look at images of how extremely large this, uh, <laughs> Invincible comic is. Um, we, uh, have a Patreon if you, uh, want to support us on there. We should be recording a new bonus episode, uh, soon. So, there's that. Um we also, if you can't support us on Patreon, uh, another way to uh, to help us out is leaving a rating and review of the show where you listen to it, uh, telling a friend if you think they would be interested, and just uh, coming back and joining us, just as you have done today once again. Uh, so thank you very much for being here on this episode of capes and japes i have been olivia
1: and i have been briar and as always kiss me sexy batman kiss me sexy batman